We've had a lot of Gamecock talk tonight with Corey being on a little while ago, so we'll get your take on what you saw last Saturday. i got to believe that it was very disappointing for you considering how you you felt like during the four-game winning streak, this team was getting better. It was improving in a lot of areas, but they showed none of that last Saturday. Yeah, you're right. Disappointing is the, the, the word that everybody's using. Uh, another word I'll throw in there is, it was a, a very damaging loss. Uh, I used the word damaging because it made uh, Shane Beamer have to start recruiting his own football players over again. If that loss made you have to recruit your own football players, imagine kind of what he had to do to guys who are not on scholarship with my university yet. So that was a really big disappointing loss and, the explanations for the loss is just—it's just not acceptable. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's like the old movie. What we have here is a failure to communicate, because <laughs> <laughs> what they saying and what they doing—it—they—it's it, not the same. We're doing the same old thing and expecting a different result, and it just don't—it doesn't work. Players can play a little bit better, but you keep hearing Shane say, we're trying to put these guys in the best position possible to win. And when you put your offensive tackles on an island because you do not run the ball to the outside at all, guys are just running straight up field and spinning inside and making these guys look bad. Then you mm-hmm. have linemen that, God, he didn't touch him at all. You got a you got linemen blocking down and letting somebody go free. That that's not so much the player's fault. It's it's somebody ain't telling them what to do right from the offensive line's point of view, and it just it just it's discombobulated. It's just there's no togetherness. There's no understanding of what's going on, and 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 golly boy, Missouri was in cover two with two deep safeties all night long. If you have one one more brain cell than an amoeba, you mm. know the middle of the field is open. It's always open in cover two. There is no way you can defend the middle of the field in cover two and you put your receivers and have them run outside routes. Nobody ever attacks the middle of the field and we complain why the receivers can't get open. They're not running routes to get open. It just, it was disappointing. I did win some money off of it, but, you know, oh. it wasn't all bad. <laughs> well, now my question is, if you know this and others like you know this, I mean, why don't they know this? And here's the other thing. I know you have inside contacts. Maybe you'll share, maybe you won't. I don't know. But, I mean, how is there something beyond – what we're seeing with Jaheim Bell, that they would just totally forget about him and not not use him at all in that ball game and not give him any touches? Like maybe he's not getting it done in practice and they can't put him out there if he's not practicing well? I mean, how do you how does that happen? I don't think they're going to lie to us because going into last week, I heard, the, I heard we, we need to get in the ball 15, 20 times. And he, he didn't touch the ball at all. Now you come out and say we're gonna give him the ball. If you're gonna give, if you're making excuses why he don't have the ball, that don't make, that didn't make any sense at all from your head coach down to your offensive coordinator. 
So it, it ain't him. If, if, if he was doing something, no one's going to promise to give him more. It's just, it's, 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 a, it's almost like an army game. And i give you a perfect example. Uh, there was a sharpshooter from the offensive coordinator at Missouri because what he did was, hey, we haven't done this all year, but here's what I'm going to do. Every route's going to be a three-step route. These guys, they come out the guys, and we don't need to disrupt our quarterback. Every route's going to be a three-step route. And when we have to do a four-step route, we're going to get it on some eye candy. They've never seen it. We're going to confuse them. We're going to get some guys open. And that's what they did. We couldn't get close to them because they weren't letting that guy hold the ball who had so many interceptions and so many. But he, they coaching staff decided – we're not gonna let this. We're not gonna let this defense dictate what they've been dictating the last few weeks. On the other hand, our offense—that's a sharpshooter. We we was we was throwing grenades and hoping we get something close. Hmm. That's that's just who we are. You can't you can't defend you can't defend what's going on from the offensive side of our football game. Our team. There is no yeah. defense for just some of the things that are happening right now. Uh, by the way, Coastal Carolina, their first possession, they go three plays, 60-some-odd yards, big run by Jared Brown on the pitch from McCall. He scores. Coastal Carolina up 7 nothing. I forgot that Jace, uh, Chase Bryce, the former Clemson quarterback, is still at Appalachian State. He's got to be pushing 30. <laughs> I forgot he's still the, the, the quarterback there at Appalachian State. Yeah, I'm over here at Coastal, about to go over and watch this football game. A great start for Coastal Carolina, and that's the thing. I mean, we hear this all the time, offensive identity, offensive identity. Take Coastal, for example. You know exactly, with Jamie Chadwell and their personnel, what they are going to do. You might not know their plays, but, I mean, you know basically what their offensive identity is. And, again, we go back to South Carolina, and it's like you really don't know what these guys like to do, what they can do successfully on a regular basis. Well, you do know kind of what they can do because every time we've run, and you can go back to last year against Florida, Auburn, and uh, North Carolina in the bowl game, we ran a zone read where the quarterback kept the ball, so we were able to have some inside running games. We run the ball inside right now, and we do not – the quarterback never takes the football to run around the end. That's the the, the, the zone read play I'm talking about because everybody's stacking the box on you, and the quarterback's near. So there's no there's no hope to have a running game, especially when you decide to put a five eight 175 pound running back in there and tell them to go run in a tight spot already. It, it, yeah, it's just kind of difficult, man. And we and, well, and, we, and with the, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Rattler is not a running quarterback. He's never been really a running quarterback. And the question for you is, do you think in a situation like they faced last week where it's not going well offensively, where he's under duress a lot, they had 11 tackles for loss, he was sacked four times. I mean, when Uyangale couldn't get it going for Clemson against Syracuse, they made a quarterback change. Not forever, but for the second half, really the midway third quarter, so really the last quarter and a half and it worked out for him I mean should they not uh, put uh, Luke Doty in there because he can run he can at least if a play breaks down he can get away with his legs and 
when the defense drops back and the middle of the field is open, he can take off and get you 15 or 20 yards that way? And I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it'll help at all because if you're doing the same plays that you're calling for Spencer, Spencer have ran the football a couple of times on a on a on a zone read. So we do have that play, and he don't have to be a runner. You can pull the ball and pick up four yards, five yards. That's a pre- and then that's all you're looking for to pick up. But what that does, more importantly. You don't have everybody stacking the box on you. Now they have to be concerned about the outside, so you have a more of a chance to have an inside running game. But you can't have an inside running game when everybody knows you have an inside running game and you're not running the ball to the outside. So you can't put the you putting the players in a position that they can't succeed. Mm-hmm. All right. So okay, with, what are you okay, expecting with, against? So I think. I think. Wait a minute, Phil. I do think as 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 well as Jonah did in the bowl game and taking the kid to media day, you would hope you would get a whole lot more from him than a quarterback draw almost run. And that's the only mm-hmm. time he's been behind the center. I think, I think that's, I think he's done too much to get used as little as he's getting right now. It'll be intriguing to see what they do at Vanderbilt offensively. I, I told Corey, though, I, I will bet you one thing. Jaheim Bell will touch the ball so much his tongue will be dragging by the fourth quarter, right? Because, I mean, they don't want to hear this crap anymore about Jaheim Bell, Jaheim Bell, Jaheim Bell, like he's the well, you know, like he's the second coming of George Rogers. I mean, he's a good player and maybe a, a major difference maker. I got a feeling they're going to make sure he touches the ball one way or another against Vanderbilt. I, I don't think he'll have 20 touches. He don't need – He'll have probably, if I had to take a guess, anywhere from 8 to 12. Uh, you can't run your offense through that type of a player, if you're, especially if you're not stretching the field down the middle of the field. Now, if they're going to throw routes down the middle of the field, that's where you can use him and get, get your money's worth. But you've got to use the middle of the field to hit your tight ends, that's, especially when your team's in cover, too. It just, it's just mm-hmm. kind of almost a no-brainer. Okay, well, there's no will to counter anything from you, so I'll ask you, after what Clemson did two weeks ago, they were off last week, but what you saw from the Gamecocks now, where is the rivalry meter this week in your mind? Man, all my Tiger friends, I had them peeping around the old barn looking into the cockpit, and they was all over there just did all of a sudden after last week. One of them yelled out, hey, there ain't nothing to see over here. That's all go back now. So, so they all left. They, they, they're not even picked behind the barn anymore. I don't know, Phil. With, with, Shane's got to do something to get this offense together, even if he has to be more assertive on what, what's being called, when it's being called, uh, meddling, so to speak, is what I think he ought to do. Something's got to be done. we got to win two of these last four ball games. So, the next two are the ones we need to get, and Vanderbilt's going to be tough. They, they, they had, they had Ole Miss on the at, at, behind at halftime. Mm-hmm. They stopped the best running game in the SEC or in the country from running the football in the first half. They stopped Missouri from running the football and were very aggressive. They've had a week off. This is going to be a this is going to be a fight this weekend. 
But with all that being said, I'm going to knock it down to about a three and a half. So I'm at 3.5. <laughs> all right, 3.5. We'll see where it reads next week. Thank you, my friend. Great job. As always, we'll talk to you next week. Y'all have a good one. Now go Cox. Thank you. All right, Carl, the Thrill Hill with no Will Merritt tonight. Will is out. Family uh, stuff going on. And so he'll be back with us next week to talk about Clemson. And look, hey, it was an off week for the Tigers. It's an off week for Will. He'll be back with us next week, and so will Carl.